0: This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the gospel lesson just read, especially these words, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Thus far our text. Dear friends in Christ, today's gospel lesson is all about cleaning up messes making unrighteous things righteous. It makes me think of all those news stories, every few years you see one of them, about baby seals and birds and otters and fish, all covered in a coating of oil, slowly suffocating and dying. One ship with a small hole can destroy miles of coastland. The oil sticks to everything, coating it with a seemingly impenetrable layer of grime and filth and goo. And when those events happen, what does the news always show us? It shows us an army of people Who grab their toothbrushes, hopefully not the ones they're going to use later. And their Dawn dish soap that is tough on stains but not on your hands. And they go out and they scrub clean all the stones, all the animals, all the sticks, and everything else that they can find. They go out and they make the filthy things Pure again. Our gospel lesson also makes me think of a sponge. A new sponge sitting idly by the sink waiting to be used. What's a new sponge look like? It looks pristine, it's clean, it's soft, it's bright in its colors. The edges are perfectly straight and smooth. There aren't any chunks that are missing. It's germ-free. You can hold it up against your cheek without any care or concern. You can do that until you stick it in the water for the very first time. When you put that clean, new sponge into the dirty dishwasher, the dishwater, What happens to it? The clean sponge soaks up all the grease and grime and food bits of the dishes that you're washing. A clean new white sponge has pieces pulled off of it from that macaroni that sticks to the pot. It gets holes in it from scrubbing. And when you take it out and set it next to the sink, what's it do? It becomes a nasty-smelling, brown, crusty, disgusting sponge. The sponge took all the nasty stuff from the water and soaked it up into itself. It's no longer clean, but it's stained with the goop that came out of the water. Friends, keep those two ideas in your mind as we consider today's gospel lesson. For you see, in our gospel lesson for today, Jesus Christ, the spotless, sinless Son of God, gets down into the dirty water of holy baptism to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness. The baby who was born pure and holy, the one that we celebrated just a few weeks ago, the Savior who has no sin in himself, soaks up all the yucky, disgusting things that are in baptismal waters. Things that were put there by you and me. Jesus fulfills all righteousness by making unrighteous, filthy, dirty things holy, pure, and clean. Jesus is baptized. But for him, the baptismal waters were not clean. For him, the baptismal waters had been polluted with filth, Filth that you and I had put there. You see, just like Jesus in our text today was baptized, we too have been baptized. We have been washed in baptismal waters. And the filth and the sin and the other nasty things from us were all placed into the water. For you and for me, baptismal waters washed away all of our guilt and sin. It made us clean. We weren't clean before. We were sinful. Even from our mother's wombs, we were sinful. We were impure. Scripture says that our sin was as scarlet. Isaiah writes, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. You. You are guilty. You you had sinned. You're dirty with corruption. Corruption so great that it's like you'd been wallowing in the mire, covered in mud. Corruption so great, kind of like an oil spill, covering everything about you in an impenetrable, nasty, gooey layer of sin. Sin. Not just on the outside, either. It's not just a spot that stains your hands. Your inside is sinful as well. Sin penetrates even into the deep recesses of your soul. Sin has been a part of your nature. You could not but help sin... As Scripture says, you were a slave to sin. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Jesus himself says. And because of your sin, when God looks at you, he saw your impurity. He saw your hidden filth. He knew your shame. He knew what you had done wrong. Do you know it? God knows even the guilt that you won't admit. He knows the impurity that you ignore. Shows it to you by his word, by his law, by the Ten Commandments, which go through point by point, showing us how filthy and guilty we truly are. You have sinned. The consequence for that sin is terrible. Because you have sinned, because you are impure, because you are unholy, you must die. Eternally die. Hellishly die. Weeping and gnashing of teeth death. That's what awaits those who are unholy. The filthiness of what we've done wrong by our fault our own fault, our own most grievous fault, will kill us as oil kills a baby seal. Our sin will smother us, leading to our eternal demise. But you've been baptized. You've been washed by God. He's come and found you and washed away all of your sin. All of that disgustingness of your sin, he took away inside and out. How? Here. The baptismal font. With just a few drops of water combined with God's holy word. The name of God placed upon you. There in baptismal waters you were washed, made whiter than snow. There you were no longer guilty in God's eyes, but instead he forgave you all your sins. Baptism washed you clean. It made your soul pure and holy again. Baptism took away all of your sin, the sin that you know, the sin that you don't know. Baptism cleansed you. Now, we all know what happens when you wash the dirt off of something. It ends up in the water. Perhaps you've placed one of your children in the wash tub and then looked at the water when they've climbed out. Cloudy, dirty, disgusting. Sometimes the filth is so bad it even sticks to the side of the tub, leaving a ring. We wouldn't climb into that water. We wouldn't hop in to that filthy mess, expecting to be made clean by what was already dirty. Jesus, he's unafraid. Your baptismal waters that washed away all of your sin is the water that Jesus climbs down into in our gospel lesson to be baptized in. Water filled with your sin, water filled with your guilt, water that is dirty. And Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God, just like a sponge, soaks up all of your sin and your guilt. As Jesus goes down into the baptismal waters, he's clean. And when he comes out, he's filthy with your sin. He's taken it upon himself. He does this so that your baptism will make you holy and pure. He takes your guilt on himself. So that you could even say that as Jesus soaks up your sin, he becomes the biggest sinner ever, the greatest sinner of the entire world. Not with his own guilt, but with yours and the sin of the entire world placed squarely upon him. And as he comes out of the water, God says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. How could God be pleased that Jesus is filthy with your sin? God is pleased because he knows you will be saved. God is pleased because Jesus has taken your sin and given you his righteousness. God is pleased because you have traded places where once he was clean and you dirty, now he is dirty and you are clean. Having taken your sin, Jesus bears it step by step, day by day, through this world. He carries your sin boldly and humbly onward through his life, setting his eyes on his ultimate goal, destroying that sin forever killing your sin taking it as far from you as the east is from the west taking it into death itself a place that will have no hold on you Jesus filthy with your guilt your shame your sin Your wrongdoing, your violation of the Ten Commandments, your despising of God and His Word, He bears that sin to the cross to die with it forever. It is His blood, the blood that pours out of His hands, His feet, and His side bring you peace it's his blood that flows from his wounds that truly cleanses you it's his blood that brings salvation to you washing away your filth and sin and shame in a way more powerful than any dish soap could ever do It's his death that brings you life. In his death, you are given life. Because in his death, your sin is killed forever, your filth is destroyed, you are clean before God Your friends in Christ you have been baptized just as Jesus was in our text today And so now when God looks at you he doesn't see who you were He doesn't see what you've done he doesn't see how you failed. When he looks at you, he sees Jesus, his son, and the righteousness that he bestowed upon you without any merit or worthiness in yourself. And so because you are baptized, God looks at you and says, You are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. You it is that I love. Dear Christian, what a tremendous gift all through a little bit of water combined with God's word and put upon you. What a tremendous gift to make you holy now and always. To give you life and life to the full. What a tremendous gift to make you God's holy child. In the name of Jesus, Amen. This has been With Intrepid Hearts Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord, where it is written. By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately, by the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.